Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio Studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. This is the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Yeah, thanks for joining me here. It's a delight to be able to hang out with you and just take a look at life, not just what's happening in the world and the culture, but especially in our faith. And uh, again, mark your calendar, set your phone, set a quick alarm. Uh, when we pray the chaplet, I, I do want to share something that is for you, and, and, and it'll be for me too. It'll be something I, I want to I want to announce to you um, next uh, this coming Monday. Okay, so spread the news and, and get everybody plugged in. You know, I um, I think I, I don't think I know. I, I know that you've been chosen, and I've been chosen to live at this particular moment in history. I, God has called us uh, in these times of incredible trial, and you know, we're talking about the eradication of gender. We're talking about the Equality Act. We're talk, you know, we talk about the funding that's going to Planned Parenthood in this COVID bailout bill, $50 million to help kill children. We're taking a look at the crisis of the border. I mean, there's so much stuff going on in the culture, right? But I, I look at what the crosshairs of the evil one is doing. Who, where, where is it aimed? Uh, it's aimed at both life, the most vulnerable in the womb, and it's also aimed at family. You know, it was back several years ago that Cardinal... Uh, Cafara of, of Bologna, Italy. He shared a letter that was written by Sister Lucia dos Santos. And in this letter, she warned, and this is quoted by the Cardinal. He, she, you know, she, Sister Lucia said, there's going to come a time when the decisive confrontation between the kingdom of God and Satan will take place over marriage and family. And I'm thinking, man, was that prescient? Was that prophetic? Was that, you know, visionary? There will come a time when the decisive confrontation between the kingdom of God and Satan will take place over marriage and family. He said that in a speech that uh, Sister Lucia had personally written to him. She wrote a letter to him. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have the the head of the world apostle of Fatima stop by because I I want his take on this time. Are, Are we experiencing, are we living in the era that Sister Lucia saw, where there will be a final confrontation between the evil one and Our Lady. It's a battle not just over humans, but it's a, uh, it's a battle of principalities. Th- those words uh, were in a letter years ago. I think it was the 1980s or so. and They resonate today. I mean, look, take a look at where we are. We have got the divorce rate, premarital sex, the replacement of marriage, people living together, cohabitation rights are through the roof, porn. It's common. It's you know, it's in every household. It's on kids' phones. You've got the redefinition of marriage. People, you know, men marrying men, women marrying women. You have gender neutralization, transsexualism, and all this is normal. All this is a right, right? All this is the way it should be. No, what's black is white today. What's white is black. Well, this is all. This is all out of kilter. And you know what? That's Satan. He's a deceiver. He takes something that's good and he mutates it. He twists it. He defames it. Marriage is good. You know, marriage is good. Life is good. But for her to say that Satan was, and I love this line, he was, quote, in the mood for a decisive battle. That was back in 1957 during a conversation 
with a, a priest named Father Alonso Fuentes. And this is what Sister Lucia told me. He said, he said, Father, the devil is in the mood, she said to him. Father, the devil's in the mood for engaging in a decisive battle against the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, and the devil knows what it is that most offends God and which in a short space of time will gain for him the greatest number of souls. She says, thus the devil does everything to overcome souls consecrated to God, because in this way the devil will succeed in leaving the souls of the faithful abandoned by their leaders, thereby the more easily will he seize them. This is the moment I believe we are living in. It's a decisive battle, Sister Lucia said. It is a decisive battle. It's one in which one side or the other wins. So are we in the throes of the final battle? And not a battle for humans, but spiritual forces in high places, as as Ephesians 6 says, right? There, there's also those very prophetic words of, of the Fatima Pope, St. John Paul II, who you know, he visited Fatima many times. In fact, last time I was there, I looked at the very bullet that pierced his body and should have taken his life. It hangs uh, in the crown of Our Lady. He placed it there. And he believes she saved his life. She was the one who helped bring him about the fall of communism as we know it. He beatified two of the seers. He released the third secret, right? I mean, think about John Paul, man. What a blessing to have him. He not only conducted the final missing piece of the requested consecration, but also before he was pope, during a visit to, to New York City in 1976. I was a young kid. I remember this. I saw him when he landed at the airport. <clears throat> My school went to greet him. He says, we are now, this is what John Paul says. He says, we are now standing in the face of the greatest historical confrontation humanity has gone through. I, I don't think that wide circles of American society or wide circles of Christian communities realize this, he said. We are now facing the final confrontation between the church and the anti-church, the gospel versus the anti-gospel. That was John Paul II. And one final thought here, and then we can talk about this. Just one final word or two from this great saint. He, too, was a visionary. He, too, saw what was coming. He, too, was the tip of the spear in this great time in which we live in, battling against these dark, demonic, nefarious forces. He said, we must be prepared to undergo great trials in the not-too-distant future. He said this in 76, right? Trials that will require us to be ready to give up our lives and a total gift of self to Christ and for the Christ. And I often think of Cardinal George and what he said. You know, he made that prophecy about how he'll die in his bed. His successor will, 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 will you know, end up uh, die in prison. And, and after that, you know, uh, his other person, his other successor will be persecuted or, or martyred, I think is the word he used, martyred. Uh, John Paul II saying to you and to me, be ready. You might have to give up your lives. You are going to be called to a total gift of self to Christ and for Christ. He went on, he said, through prayers, through your prayers of mine, it's possible. It is possible. If we pray, if we sacrifice, if we do what the Fatima seers did, right? It is possible to alleviate this tribulation, but it's no longer possible, he says, to avert it. How many times has the renewal of the church been brought about in blood? It will not be different this time, John Paul II says.
So there you have it. I mean, we can go on. I have, I, 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 I could, gosh, I could talk to you an hour about this. I, I'm concerned about this Equality Act, another attack on, on human sexuality, on life and on family and on so many other issues. I'm concerned about all that's happening in the culture. But John Paul II gave us the solution. You know, we can mitigate, we can alleviate this, you know, uh, we can at least reduce by our response. I, I hope enough people do that. I, I know one man who has uh, been carrying on this message of Our Lady of Fatima and, and trying to raise awareness to it. A lot of people think, oh, Fatima, that was 100 years ago. It's over 100 years now. I think it's more than more than well, it's more relevant today than it has ever been. And, and thank God Our Lady came when she did. We saw the proof of her prophecies. They came to fruition about the rise of uh, atheistic communism, the Holy Father having much to suffer and all that she prophesied. And now we see the time in which we're living. I think Our Lady's the solution. I really do. I think, I think it's not too late. And I, that's why I want to talk to you about a couple of things. In particular, First Friday, First Saturday devotion. Because I think that is one of those things we could do to, to change the course of time. I, David Carollo joins me right now. He's a friend. He is, uh, of course, as I pointed out, the, uh, the head. He's the president of the, uh, what's your official title, Dave? CEO of the World Apostle of Fatima, president. What, what do you go Executive by? Executive director, but yes. Okay. There of, you go. A little bit of everything. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Chief bottle washer, right? There Coke you go. Cleaner. You got it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, right. no, I, I appreciate it. what you do, and I'm personally drawn to Fatima. I, I am. There's an anointing. It's one of the greatest apparitions in the past 2,000 years. It ranks up there with Guadalupe. And uh, I don't think that these messages of Our Lady uh, faded with the rise of the Second World War. In fact, I think they ring louder today. And I do think what John Paul II says is that we are facing a unique time in history. And I don't want to be apocalyptic, but, yeah, we look at the 20th century and how the faithful have suffered. I, I talked about the Holy Father's visit to Iraq, how that remnant church is suffering there. Are we facing, in your your opinion, uh, the, this final confrontation between the church and the anti-church, as John Paul said, between the gospel and the anti-gospel? If you pull back, I would probably argue yes, but I'd love your take. Well, uh, what, what are we facing, Drew? I mean, you know, and, and great to be with you again. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And, and what are we facing? We are facing the consequences, just as you pointed out, as St. Pope John Paul II said, you know, it was no longer possible to totally bypass the consequences no matter how our actions were. Many acts of reparation were made, you know, but again, the church must be cleansed, and it will be cleansed in blood, keeping in mind there are more people martyred for the faith in the last hundred years than in all of the years of Christianity combined. But it's funny you mentioned the statement of Cardinal George about dying in his bed, a successor in prison, his successor, uh, a martyr in a public square. The fourth part of that is more profound than ever. They don't talk about that. The fourth part of what he said is, but his successor will help pick up the pieces of a broken society and rebuild it as the church has done for the last 2,000 years. Wow, that's awesome. That's more profound, in my opinion, because that brings out the fact that the church, and that's us, and of course, the, the official church, we will bring back truth and justice to the world. And the Fatima message is the core of it. I mean, you know, are we in the final? When I, the word final, okay, yes. Right. Uh, is it the end of the world? No, I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, the, the, the late Father Benedict Rochelle of the Franciscan Friars was asked one time, is the end of the world coming soon? And his response was, could we be that lucky? 
okay? <laughs> the, rea- the reality is <laughs> I love it. we have to go on, okay? And, you know, others would say, late Father John Harden always said, you know, we have to see the conversion of Islam, the conversion of China. All these things will come. But, you know, and that is all part of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, as I see it, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's why our mission, as we were told to work for the triumph of the Immaculate Heart, when Sister Lucia gave us that devotion, and we work hard for that, and that's where the first Saturday's devotion is so powerful. Because when enough people have committed themselves to doing the, 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 the first Saturdays, we say the five first Saturdays to meet the, the requirements, but no, beyond that, okay? Continue doing it. Devote, you know, devote your lives, devote your, your work to fulfilling the first Saturdays for yourself, for your families, for others. When enough people are doing that, we will be granted that triumph of the Immaculate Heart. And that's why I truly believe it is, it is a difficult time, and everything you're talking about, Drew, is gut-wrenching for me, for you, because we've seen we were making strides in many ways, and a lot is just being knocked down right now, because I believe that the devil's time is so limited, and again, it's always darkest right before the dawn. And here we are, and we are really, you know, and we're fighting it. We have to continue. We have to be loyal. We have to be persistent, okay, persevere to the end. We always pray for what? Perseverance. And now it's being tested. (laughs) It's really, really being tested. So so we we, we need to fight it. Well, my guest is Executive Director of the World Apostle, Fatima David Carollo. If you want to join us, I'll open the phones. Uh, Feel free to dial in if you've got a question, a comment, an experience, a view, a theory. (laughs) Anything goes. It's always good to have you be part of the conversation. 888-914-9149. 888-914-9149. David, let me take a short pause. When we come back, I want to get people plugged into uh, what, uh, well, these first Saturday devotions. Because, again, there's going to be a a number of people who've never heard of this before. But they are powerful. Uh, What our Lord revealed about them is powerful. Why we should embrace them uh, will be transforming. So uh, stay with us. I'm going to give you a spiritual tool that you may want to engage in this Lent and well, really for the rest of your life, okay? It's also the year of St. Joseph. Uh, we'll tell you a little bit about that and a great event that Dave's involved with, too. All that and more. Come on. It's the Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Catholic Order of Foresters is proud to sponsor the Relevant Radio studio line. For information about employment opportunities and flexible premium life insurance plans, visit relevantradio.com slash Forrester. The Drew Mariani Show on Relevant Radio. Hey, thanks for joining me. It's good to be here with you today. You know, this is a uh, a beautiful season, Lent. And uh, during this season, you know, the questions of uh, certain devotions arise. And I saw somebody write about this not too long ago. They asked the question as to whatever happened to our Blessed Mother's request at Fatima for first Saturday devotion. And you might not be alone if you're saying, I don't even know what that is. What are you talking about for Saturday devotion? You know? Uh, yeah, I, I get it. A lot of people don't know what that is all about. Uh, it is a powerful devotion. It is a beautiful one. It's one that was requested by heaven. And I'm joined by uh, David Carollo. He is the executive director of the Blue Army of the World Apostle of Fatima. And he joins us today to get you up to speed on this. There's some great things that are unfolding this length you can get connected to him with as well. And I'll get you... All that info, too. But, David, let's start here. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, First Saturday Devotion, what did 
you know, what's asked of us and what's heaven requesting? Well, it's what, what, what did Our Lady ask? This was in December 10th, on December 10th of 1925 in Ponte Vedra, Spain at the, at the, the convent where Lucia was a novice. She was a Dorothean sister, actually, at that point. <clears throat> and Our Lady appeared to her and said, our, our Lord wants devotion, the devotion of my Immaculate, the first Saturday's devotion, okay? And why? Five first Saturdays. A reason for five? To make reparation for offenses against and blasphemies against her immaculate conception, against her perpetual virginity, against her divine maternity, uh, against those who implant in children indifference, contempt, and even hate of Our Lady, and insults directed against her sacred images. I thought of what was going on last year when they were busting statues here and there. Right there, that's that fifth, <laughs> that fifth, you know, insult against Our Lady. And what do you do? Go to confession within the octave before or after, receive Holy Communion on the first Saturday, pray five decades of the rosary, and keep Our Lady company for 15 minutes while meditating on the mysteries of the rosary. You know, And she promised to assist all those who practice the devotion on five and five when the grace is necessary for salvation at the hour of death. Not a bad deal when you think about it, right? You know? yeah, but we right. tell people, don't stop at five. Make this part of your devotional life, okay? Do the first Fridays consistently. Do the first Saturdays. We here at the Blue Army Shrine, we, we have a, a, a vigil going on tonight. We do a, an all-night vigil on this, on this uh, first Friday, first Saturday weekend. Where, you know, they're very important. The Sacred Heart and the Macad Heart are tied together. And then we always have our big events for first Saturday because you know this is important this is a very important part of the Fatima message and I believe once it's fulfilled sufficiently in the eyes of God you will see things really change and open up and I think it's really happening despite what we're what we're sitting in right now and witnessing and and are subject to I believe that that again as I said before darkest right before the dawn you know and uh so I, yeah, I don't know. No, no doubt about it. All right, well, Dave, let's just let's grab a call or two if you want to join us. It's 888-914-9149. Jennifer is in Illinois. Jennifer, hi. You're on the air with David Carollo. Hello, Jennifer. Hi. Thank you. Hi. I wanted to make a comment that I have studied Fatima. I've received actually a cure, what I believe to be a cure at a Fatima shrine in New York. I want to say I've also studied the coronavirus pandemic. I'm a medical professional. I'm a published scientist. And I'm here to tell you people, this is COVID-19 scam is to the world government. And that is what is going on. And we need to do this first Saturday. And I'm going to tell you, my heart was broken when I went to, I always went to my local, not my parish, but a nearby parish that had a whole setup. Saturday morning thing. You could go, you could do the whole thing. Well, they, they, you know, for the pandemic, they're not doing the confession part. Yeah, that's Either. hard. Yeah. I just, Very the way I'm in my car, I'm sobbing. Okay. All right, well, Jennifer, let me let David respond to you. Thank you for your you know, passion, and, and, and I'm with you. I mean, gosh, find a confession if you can. It's so critical. But David, I'll let you respond yeah. to what well, you know, she brought up. Keep in mind, evil people will always take advantage of situations, okay? And that's, uh, I've heard the term, never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> the, the, this was taken and run with in a huge way. You know, whether it's overblown, 
somewhat of a scam. I don't know. I'm not a medical professional, but I will say this, that this has certainly been used to subjugate the church, and it's horrible. And what we're telling people as far as the first Saturdays, if in fact you can't get to confession, you can't get to communion, although that's opened up pretty much in most places now, you know, you make that act of contrition, you make that spiritual communion, and believe me, God will suffice, okay? He doesn't hold you to something you can't do. So I would say to anybody, you do your best to be there. And, and, uh, but, but yes, it, it, it's a horrible time. I mean, what churches being closed down is, is, is a, a scourge, just absolutely a scourge. And, and it's, uh, uh, we've done our best here to stay open, but we have a beautiful outdoor um, uh, shrine that seats 1,500 under the roof. And thank God we have that because we had, we were, uh, we had a lot of masses from, you know, as soon as they were opened up again at the end of April throughout until it got too cold to be up there. And even then we have heaters. <laughs> so we keep, yeah. we keep it going because that's the important thing, the mass, the sacraments. So, Without that, we have nothing. Yeah, and I'm, I'm totally with you. Look, this is a special year, too. It's the year of St. Joseph, right? And yes. for those who don't know, when we talked first, you know, first Saturday devotion, I think it's a great thing. To, to engage in. I know they can find more at your website. I think it's, what's your web, best web address? BlueArmy.com? BlueArmy.com. Blue Come to our okay. website. It has all the explanations of the first Saturdays. It all the explanation. The Year of St. Joseph. Go to BlueArmy.com forward slash Year of St. Joseph and there's a lot of explanation up there. But, yeah, let, let's We're, talk about that because, you know, I know Our Lady uh, St. Joseph has appeared in Knock. That was a silent apparition in Ireland. Right. But then appeared in Fatima, that famous, you know, October 13th, 1917 vision when the sun right. spun and all those people were gathered. This is his year. This is the year of St. Joseph, you know. I mean, what an extraordinary year. I know God has a special place for him. What, what, what was his role there? What was he, you know, what did he do in that apparition? I know he was silent there as well, but what was he carrying or have? Or what, what do we take well, away from his role in Fatima? His role in Fatima is just like his role in the history of the church, if you think about it, okay? How many words of St. Joseph are recorded? Not zero. One. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what does that tell you? His strong silence speaks volumes. And in, at Fatima, he was there holding the child Jesus, blessing the world with Our Lady to his left, okay? That's what it is. The head of the Holy Family, the powerhouse. The, the, the strength of, of the family, the strength of, of the church, and the strength of devotions and apostolates like ours. So he is the father of this apostolate. And that's why in this year we are, we're, we're, we're highlighting everything with, with our first Saturday devotions and speakers and all that. We're, we are following, it's all in the light of St. Joseph and his devotion to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. And, and you and I are going to be together, too, David. I know that um, yep. Father Rocky is going to be leading a rosary. I'm going to be yep. leading the chapel of Divine Mercy. I think you're going to be talking about St. Joseph. Yes. and um, St. Joseph and Fatima. Yeah, absolutely. That's at the conference. And I'm very, very honored to be part of it. Because March 19th. It, for anyone who yeah. doesn't know, I, I heard the ads running on the air the other day. Um, if you go to go, no, what is the website? TheYearOfStJoseph.org. Not .com, but .org. The Year of stjoseph.org. You can find out more. Father Rocky is going to be there. Bishop Brick in a whole litany of of people will be day dedicated to St. Joseph on the solemnity. And I believe, you know, that mass is going to be broadcast globally. And it's going to be a great day. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. So, you know, um, you and I got to get together again. I I can't wait till we can do it. It's always fun to, 
Always fun I'm to sweet. hang out with you. So let me, we'll grab another call or two. I have a minute here left, so I want to respect those who've called in and see if we can get them on the air. Susan in Chicago, good afternoon. Hi. Thanks so much, Drew. Yes, and David Carolla, I've been to the Shrine in Washington, New Jersey a few times, okay. and I know Rosemary Curtin, and so I just love it, but I would like everyone to get there. My comment kind of question is, because we forget things and we can't get places every first Friday, what day is this, what first Friday is it, and how many times did I go, that we just make a promise to go every first Saturday and every first Friday, every exactly. month, and then we'll never forget how about that? There you, it becomes a habit. <laughs> it becomes a habit, and that's what we have to do. And we're saying to Our Lady, we're devoted to what you want for these first Saturdays. And darn it, we want other people to do it. Well, let's set the example for them. And if we have family members and friends who aren't doing it, let's do it for them until such time that they pick up and become part of it. So you're right. It needs to be a habit, and it needs to be a, a monthly thing that we don't think twice about. It, we, that's awesome. We have it in our, our schedule. It's very, very important. All right, well, Peter, Peter, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Peter's on, on online. He's the next call up, but I don't think I have enough time. Um, off-air caller says, if you can't make it to Mass on Saturday, can you still do first, uh, first Saturday devotion? Can you do it Sunday? Yeah. Absolutely. I think if you look at, you know, obviously God doesn't expect us to do things we cannot do. Okay, let's be realistic. So in this time of shutdowns and all of that, you do the best to do it. I mean, I know, um, I I can't, you can speak to any priest, but you just, you know, your your, your intention is to be there. Can you offer your communion? Most certainly. I mean, I, I don't, we're not, you know, again, God doesn't expect the impossible. What he wants is our efforts to do the best we can. Okay, so that's that's really where it's at. Our Lady, you know, wants us to you know look to her, follow her example, and and be, and be part of this because, believe me, uh, you know, following her 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 uh, prescription for life is really the key to winning, and that's why we have all these resources on our website, bluearmy.com. Come join, you know, sign the pledge that Sister Lucia worked with our founder in 1947, okay? And that pledge is you become part of this organization, and at bluearmy.com you can find your way to it, join the apostolate, it'll show you everything. Become part of this movement. It's a movement that we believe helped bring down communism in Russia, you know, 30 years ago. Not completely, but brought it down. The, The errors had already spread. Let's work on the other parts of the world, and this country in particular that needs to be converted. It's very important. Well, it, David, thank you for being here. Great to have you on uh, on the air with me. It's always a pleasure to, to share this time with you and help promote Our Lady and, and really these important devotions. So keep up your good work. You and I will catch up again soon, okay? Yep. Hang on. I'll talk to you during the break, okay, because I've got a short break coming up here in just a second. Again, bluearmy.com. Of course, you can find David and this conversation if you missed any part of it by going to relevantradio.com and checking out my podcasts uh, mortgage rates are they heading north huh what's going to happen in the days ahead lumber prices are soaring gas is soaring peter grandage will be stopping by then we'll take a look at masks a lot of states abandoning that mandate we'll take a look at that more right after this